Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. And happy birthday. Well, today's not my birthday, but thank you. No, but today is uh, the day that um, we're celebrating on the morning show. Thank you. Brandon, will you bring out the cake? Yeah, I'll get it right now. Actually, you. you don't like cake, do you? Mm -mm. No, I like cookies. <laughs> what? What's behind you not liking cake? Who doesn't like cake? I don't know. I've just never had a taste for it. You know, I've seen you eat cake at Steve's Ranch. Yeah, that's different, though. That's next level cake. So <laughs> I do like a little lemon cake with coffee at Steve's Ranch only. Um, but no, I'm more of a cookie person. Good. 53 degrees right now in Jackson. And after a rainy day yesterday, guess what? More rain is possible today and tomorrow, and it's going to be humid. Can you feel it already? Uh, 77 for a high today and 86 on Friday. Hope they have nice weather uh, for the PGA Championship, which begins today. I hope so, too. I'm very excited uh, about that. I, I uh, want to lay on the couch and watch that all day for the next four <laughs> days, if I can be completely honest. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I do feel for the uh, people that have to uh, buy those expensive beers there. That's going to be goofy. Yeah. What were they, $18? 18 for a Michelob Ultra. Uh, 19 for a Stella, and uh, these are probably like 14, mm -hmm. 14 bucks. <laughs> What's the most you've ever paid for a Diet Coke? Um, I paid six dollars for a can of these, a can of this once. They're expensive at the airport. Yeah, they're expensive yeah. at the airport for yeah. sure. But I paid six bucks for a can once. Not uh, this one. When I was at the airport this past week, I bought um, one thing, and. The girl said $10. Really? She didn't even punch buttons in the cash <laughs> register. She just said $10. Yeah. yeah. I think she was stealing it. A lot of people expected me to be on a uh, flight for my birthday, but uh, just too much going on this yeah. year. So we're in a wedding next weekend, so we're looking forward to that. And that is taking all of our attention. Because right. uh, you're in the wedding. I am in the wedding. Who is going to win the Wanamaker Trophy? Um, if I had to guess, I would say Patrick Cantlay. Oh. Really? Mm -hmm. He had his year. No, no. I, I like him this week. Or Dustin Johnson. Well, um, I think it's going to be, I'm going to uh, give you my top four or five. Okay. Jordan Spieth. Okay. Uh, Scotty Sheffer. Rory McIlroy. Mm. Uh, Xander Shoffley. And uh, Colin Morikawa. Some of the nice young favorites. Well, yeah. and they've been doing really well so far. And today, in uh, about four minutes, Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, and Rory McIlroy, they're a threesome, teeing uh, off. Yeah. Could you imagine following them That'd around? Awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, baby formula, good news. President uh, Joe Biden invoked the Defense Production Act so they can make more baby formula. And he also announced Operation Fly Formula, which will fly ingredients in from around the world hmm. to make baby formula. You know I have a story for everything, right? <laughs> um, baby formula. It is so important, the, the brand and the flavor, the spe specificity of it. It is. Uh, my daughter would only use the uh, formula from Sam's. Only. Hmm. And... Um, she wouldn't eat anything else. And one time I tried to go to Sam's, they were just about to close and they wouldn't let me in, um, which was ridiculous. And I was thinking, I couldn't even get formula then when they had it in the store and it was open. <laughs> I can't imagine how people must feel when they can't get it for their children. So hopefully this gets cleared up. But it's, it's um, you know, it'd, me, it'd be like if I couldn't get a Diet Coke. Yeah. 
it's, or if, um, you know, something else. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And the eyes of the world are on Sturgis, Michigan, because that's where Abbott makes it, or did make it, until they were shut down for um, unclean or unsafe conditions. Yeah. Come on, Abbott. It's your, it, it's, it's your fault. You had a dirty plan. You had to get shut down, and, uh, and you never cleaned it up in time to start making it again. So... Uh, also, uh, we're continuing to follow COVID, uh, we're at now the medium risk in Jackson County. Mm. We're, uh, we've moved from green to yellow. And what that means is we've got uh, 300 new cases per week, six new hospitalizations per week, and one new death in the last week. I feel so, like this kind of was uh, not dissimilar to last summer around this time, you yeah. know, kind of as the winter and spring end and, and people are out doing things again then we had some higher higher cases come up in may early june and then go back down again into the summer so i think that is what you're seeing although the hospital did say they've seen quite a few uh covid cases this week yeah and with the risk level uh the uh suggestion is to uh wear masks indoors hmm. and if you've got covid or have the symptoms definitely wear the mask and stay away from people just if you have covid stay away stay from home me. that's one of my rules uh, did you do anything last night Last night was a off night. Um, we canceled the boys' soccer practice due to the rain, and oh my everyone just had a uh, personal day. Rain, schmain. Uh, it didn't keep me and members of the Cascade Cycling Club from riding bikes in the rain. It was the uh, ride of silence. And where's the button? We don't need <laughs> the button today. <laughs> <laughs> the Ride of Silence is an annual thing as uh, bikers around the world uh, pay tribute to those who have been injured or killed while cycling. And it's also a reminder to motorists to share the road. Bikes have uh, just as much right on the road. They pay taxes too, you know. I do know and that. And they um, had uh, light turnout because of the rain. And thanks to the Jackson Police Department and Jackson County Sheriff's Department uh, for making sure the bike bike riders stayed safe on their uh, eight mile route. Did you, you rode? Yeah. You rode. Now, um, the Cascade Cycling Club, they've had good turnout for the first, uh, for their first couple meetups. So yeah. it's very cool. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was, um, it was a, it was a damp cold night. Yeah. But thanks to all who turn, turned out. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishing, now in their third generation of being family owned and operated. They offer high quality name brand furniture at affordable prices. Go check them out today. Thanks to the Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. If you're going to uh, Lansing or coming back from Lansing, MDOT is closing 127 at Barnes Road. I could have told you all about this last weekend. It's <laughs> Unbelievable. 127 South is uh, unbelievable. I, I don't know what they're doing, but you drive 500 feet and then you bump out, it's, come back It's in. almost like when, yeah, it's almost like you're getting ready to go around a roundabout yeah. in the middle of the highway. So, yeah, it's actually in both directions. So, um, avoid it. I had to go to Holt on Sunday and, uh, yeah, it was fine because there was no traffic on Sunday, but... Uh, cones everywhere and by the time Sunday rolls around a lot of those orange barrels get uh, get moved out of place so I think that may be what you're it like with. it's like they just dropped orange barrels from the sky and <laughs> that's where uh, they landed and that's how you had to go around I it's, don't think it's that's just how they did it but don't uh, go on, just don't go on 127 there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, barrels hey fireworks are happening uh, Memorial Day weekend and May 28th Saturday May 28th at Cascades 
The falls will open at 6, and if you want to get in to watch from the falls, that's 7 a person. Or you can just, uh, you know, go and park and enjoy the, uh, enjoy the night. Big year at the Cascades, the 90th anniversary. That's right. Wow. 90 years we've had. Yep. Well, it's Thursday, so that must mean it could be time for our uh, sometime weekly feature, Is It Real or Not? birthday edition. Some of these items might, might be wrapped and being prepared to give to you for your you know, birthday. Joey, my brother, told me what he was going to get. <laughs> the, I'll take these. <laughs> this is real. Megan the Stallion. Megan uh, the Stallion. Hottie. Um, she, well, she's a hottie. I think she was a cheerleader at uh, uh, what college, Brandon, in the South? Do you remember this? Um, no, but those are real. Those yes. Are, those are 100% real. They are real. You can get that sauce at Popeye's for a limited time. We listen to a lot of Megan Thee Stallion here at JTV. I still haven't been to Popeye's. Really? It's yeah. awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, Lucky Charms, a lot of people just like the marshmallows, so now you can just get the marshmallows. Hmm. Or can you? Lucky Charms. That looks like something you would get at a... Uh, one of those dollar places. I'll say it's true. It is true. I would actually pick the marshmallows out of Lucky Charms. I didn't like the marshmallows. Really? Yeah. That's they were weird. Uh, like pencil erasers. I think they taste so good. You can get them now. Mm. Um, ear, ear, what are they called? Sun, sun buds. That's uh, a lot. Sun, air, sun pod, sun pods, air pods, sun shade air pods, uh, combining um, two uh, exciting parts of summer, the sunglasses and the uh, iPods, earpods. What well, are gee, I hope, AirPods. I, I hope I get those. I'll say that's not real. Not real, but not a bad idea. That's a terrible white idea. stick that hangs out? Those would sell well at uh, the wings, you know, those the spring wings, break yeah. places yeah, where yeah, all the kids the go in. Get those lifeguard sweatshirts, Brandon. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Expensive shoes, rainy day. Oh. No problem. Those are drippy. Yes. Yes, shoebrellas. Uh, mm. Keep your expensive Gucci loafers. Mm. Those are real. Dry. Yeah, you would actually, I think you would use those. No, plastic bags. You just put plastic <laughs> bags over it and tie them. You don't do all that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If those are real, those are stupid. They are not real. Okay. No. But not a bad idea. No, not yeah. at all. They clip right onto your jeans there. Yeah, well, with shoes like that, you really want to protect them. All right, next, uh, Goldfish, Old new Bay. flavor, Old Bay. Old Bay, of course, uh, if you're making uh, some sort of a seafood gumbo, uh, you can't make it without Old Bay. I'll say that's... Is it true? I'll say that's real. Is it real? It is real. I don't know. Do you like the Old Bay seasoning? Sometimes. Not really. <laughs> I don't uh, like Goldfish and Cheez-Its. I know. I don't like Cheez-Its. I hate Cheez-Its. I think Cheez-Its You hate Cheez-Its? Hate. Remember there used to be something called Tibs or Nibs? Nibs. 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 They were... Cheez-Nips. Cheez-Nips. Nips. Cheez-Nips. Whenever I was at a friend's house and the mom brought out Cheez-Its, oh, I hated it. Still to this day you don't like it? Yeah, I'd rather eat glass. I wish they'd bring back the cheese. Is it nips? It's cheese nips. Nips. They're like little sticks. They look like the white part of the uh, AirPod. (laughs) 
All right, now speaking of Cheez-Its, a uh, new flavor uh, inspired uh, by uh, music. Uh, they put the blocks of cheese into a room with a Pandora uh, player and they uh, aged the cheese to Pandora music. Hip-hop, hip-hop. This is exactly something Cheez-It would do. Is it? It is. It is, it's yeah. it is real. <laughs> it's like, oh man. They're not good. Like, they're just like not them. good. You wouldn't like them. All right, now from Ikea, you love the meatballs. Mm. Now there's Ikea meatball donuts. Wow, I would probably uh, <laughs> flick that uh, meatball right off there and just have the donut, but that's probably real. It's real, but wow. at just one location in uh, Ohio, there's a donut festival, oh. and the local Ikea has prepared uh, Ikea meatball uh, donut. Well, that's delicious so. looking. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, Grateful Dead. Uh, hmm. Are they still all around? Do they still play? Uh, Grateful no. Dead? Well, now they've, uh, it's hard to believe they're in, on a health kick, but they've come out with a salad mix called Grateful Greens from the Grateful Dead. Well, with all that backstory, it must be real. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is real. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Dead. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I hope I don't get any of that for my birthday. Ooh, here we go. This, to me, is unbelievable invention, if it it's is. real. It is. Uh, burrito tape, edible burrito tape, which seals your burrito, and it would also seal soft tacos, and uh, you know when you're at a party and you get the taco, and it comes undone, and it goes all over the place? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> these are edible uh, burrito tapes. I've heard of these, and they are real, they but are real. we don't know what they're made of yet. So, no. but yes, I, I have heard about these, and it's they've, genius. They've been invented. They're not um, commercially available yet, but I don't know if blue would be the color. Is that blue? It, it looks blue. It looks like a space. It, it looks, looks a like little bit space. like a bean color. Looks like the aurora borealis. Okay. All right. Real. All right. Undefeated and, today. Oh, oh, oh wait, there's one more. more. Ooh, deodorant. You like uh, avocado toast? I like deodorant. Your, your mom loves avocado toast. I do, yeah. And this. I feel fancy when I have it. <laughs> it's made <clears throat> so you can make your own avocado toast easily. Say it again. How are you saying it? Avocado. Say it again. Avocado. Avocado. Avocado? Yeah. Well, that's the fancy way to say it. Well, uh, I've never heard anyone say avocado before. No, I didn't say avocado. I said avocado. 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 It's avocado. Avocado. Uh, is it real? Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> not real. No, that's not real. <laughs> not real. That's not real. It. Oh, good lord. Gosh. Well, that was fun. That's it. Thanks for playing. Hopefully, uh, you did well at home. Hey, let's get to some scores. Brought to you by our friends at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Need an oil change? Ram. No, it's not. It's Ram. <laughs> okay, Ram. You're like the. You say pan instead of Pam. <laughs> Here's the golf. Golf went off last night. We had a lot of things rained out um, due to the uh, eerie weather. Um, so the East Jackson Jamboree, Hanover Horton took first, Napoleon second, Michigan Center third. Look at e their pants. EJ fourth. I know. It's so hard to plan. So hard to plan. They were out at Calderon. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a tough. Tough uh, day, tough day for them. Um, on deck tonight. Now we are, we do have some regionals because um, a lot of the 
uh, MHSAA Regional Tennis was rained out yesterday. Jackson's in Mason right now. Hopefully they yeah. uh, aren't uh, fouled up by the Barnes Road uh, construction. I hope so. Some of it's going to be played locally. D4 Lumen Christi will host the regionals and uh, singles will be at Parkside. Doubles will be at Lumen Christi. So a little bit of scrambling uh, to try and get these regionals done. So that's what's on deck tonight. All right. We have a busy show today. Uh, who's coming on? Our first guests are from Spring Arbor University Athletic Department. We have Ryan Cottingham and new women's basketball coach John Williams. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. This Friday, the Art Walk is happening downtown Jackson, and we'll be hosting uh, our own artist, muralist, Zach Snyder. And uh, come on down, 4 to 7 p.m., great shopping and... Uh, be a great opportunity to buy some stuff at our local shops. Art Walk this Friday, downtown Jackson. Joining us now on the morning show from Spring Arbor University, athletic director and head men's basketball coach, Ryan Cottingham, and brand new women's basketball coach, John Williams. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning, guys. Good to see you, gentlemen. Thank you for the uh, apparel. You're very welcome. You never never come empty-handed, so I'll... Uh, I'll wear this in my next match with uh, Dr. Brent Allen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're unofficial members of Spring Army University. Oh, thank and, you very much. And yeah. the basketball coaching staff. Well, it's taken about, about 20 years for me to get there, but thank you very much. Ryan gave his choice. I, ch I changed my mind. I, I think I'd like to win with a Cougar after all. You can have both. Okay. Right? Yeah, I like, like that one right there. <laughs> hard no, so, hard to, so good, so good things happening. Talk, uh, talk a little bit about... Uh, um, how, you, how you end up with John here leading the uh, women's program. Yeah, well, we're grateful. John has been in our, in our School of Ed, actually the, the dean of the School of Ed, and, mm -hmm. and uh, man, high energy, passionate person. He's an alum of, of ours and has done just an incredible job uh, in, in the School of Ed leading and has been coaching for a number of years, was at Addison and, and then was at Homer most recently, and just has a, has a heart for, uh, for coaching and impacting the lives of young women. And so we're, we're, thrilled, to, we're thrilled to have him and his leadership leadership is, uh, is going to be exciting. I'm curious, uh, John, what are you going to do with your Homer Trojans orange three-piece suit? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to it's gonna go. Break that yeah, off. I can break out once in a while, but it's going to have to go deep into the closet. Yeah. Talk a little bit about uh, your history in coaching and kind of how it got you to this uh, college job. Well, yeah, thanks for asking that question. So I've coached men's basketball, I've coached women's basketball at Jackson Public Schools, at Addison Community Schools, at Homer. I was an assistant coach here even at Spring Arbor University mm -hmm. for the women's team as well. Um, so I've always loved all sports but always had a big passion for basketball in general and just using it as a way to just influence lives and help people grow. And it's always been a goal of mine to coach college basketball and being at Spring Arbor just helped me have this opportunity and I'm just excited to have it and to see where we go from here. Yeah, it's very, very exciting, um, you know, and the upgrades that have uh, come along with the facility turned out great. Um, my, my daughters attended the basketball camp, so you got another uh, group coming in this year for camp, and, and the kids just love it, and um, 
the kids want to grow up and play for Spring Arbor just from based on their experiences that at that camp. But let me ask you, Ella, what, Ella's already said she wants to go to Spring Arbor. Yeah, she has. She <laughs> has said that. It's a good thing. Yeah. Well, what what makes a college basketball player though? You know, everyone everyone thinks they have uh, college athletes, right? Mm -hmm. um, what makes a college basketball player? What are some of those intangibles? I mean, but one thing that's always said in the athletic department at Spring Arbor is winning's always our goal, but it's never our purpose. So it's more, it's more than just wins and losses. It's more than just athleticism. It's a toughness, mental and physical toughness. It's character, it's values, it's ethics. It's all the things that make a person whole also make a good basketball player too. Um, leadership, communication, all those intangibles really help to make a good, well-rounded basketball player. I know uh, recruiting, this is a perfect time for you to take over the uh, position because it's uh, time that you're looking at uh, next year's team. Uh, are there uh, some local um, athletes that uh, might be uh, wearing uh, Cougar colors next year? Well, for the women's program, we, we hope so. So there are a few, and then we've had actually three visits last week and offers made, and we're just waiting to see back, and they're all local players. And we actually, for 2023 and 2024, we already have a short list and going to a really big national tournament this weekend mm -hmm. to check some of them out. So we're hoping to actually make a great impact in our community and be the college of choice for any dominant women's basketball player in the local region that want to come to Spring Arbor University. Yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch of local kids uh, declare for tennis. Uh, we've got really a lot of, uh, I think over the last few years, we've seen a lot more uh, interest in kids from the Jackson area wanting to stay here and, uh, and, and play and, and go to school at uh, Spring Arbor. Mm -hmm. You've got, I know you've got family that they love to play on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that work? <laughs> it's, it's going okay, and it's going all right. Yeah, talk, talk about, uh, I mean, how, how many years have you been um, at Spring Arbor now, Ryan? I've completed my 23rd year That's as, amazing. as a head coach. Talk a, talk a little bit about uh, you know where the athletic programs are now uh, compared to mm. when you were just a really just a young young child coaching. <laughs> but um, it's amazing the the growth of the athletic program in particular, of course, the university as well. But um, it's uh, it's really an asset here in Jackson County. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate that. I think back to my time as a student athlete back in 1992 when I, when I transferred in, yeah. and, and then I came back in, in 98 as an assistant under, under Doug Knoll for, for one year. But I think about uh, you know Hank Burbridge, the, the longtime baseball coach who was the athletic director as well. He served for 40 years in, in that role, and, and then... Um, you know, after that, we had we had Doug Knowles. Sam Riggleman was mm -hmm. then took over as the athletic director and the baseball coach. And so, man, when I first started, I think there was probably uh, 125 student athletes back mm -hmm. when I was um, here playing. And now we're at that 400 wow. threshold and we're continuing to grow and, and expand there. We've added, you know, sports such as bowling. We've added reserve programs, cheer, you, you name it. And I, I think that will continue to uh, to be the case, but and then you talk about facilities. We've been really blessed. We've had some very uh, generous donors that have come alongside us. And you know, I think about the Mac, the McDonald Athletic yeah. Center you're referring to, and and Beth Councilman and some of the others that that provided that uh, that seed money to to jump uh, to jumpstart those uh, those uh, projects. And so, yeah, to see the transformation has been incredible, and I'm very very grateful for for it. So, for a small college atmosphere and what we've been able to to provide continue to upgrade 
has, has been pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, and if the locals want to get a feel of that themselves, you have uh, Cougar, Cougar Sports Camps. We do, you know, is, we're, we're uh, bringing those back yeah. and it's been hard with the, the COVID and yeah. they, they did last year. And so from, from baseball and soccer and softball and basketball, volleyball, tennis, you, you name it. I think we're trying to do a golf camp. Nice. We're hosting an FCA camp on campus at the end of June and they're doing all sports, including football. And so, yeah, we just want to provide opportunities for young people, right? Yeah, we want to get actually, on campus. You went to the uh, basketball camp um, in the summers. When I was a kid, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dad loved it. Yeah, loved I it. I remember you, the first night you called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you went I forgot my bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bathing suit and fan. Fan, fan. yeah, fan. You had to bring a fan. Fortunately, we have air conditioning now in the dorms. Back in the day, and I, right? The windows were open and the box fans were in. Yeah, and everything's brown and it just brings that heat on you. You're, you're probably one of the most visible recruits that Spring Arbor missed on back coming out of high school. I would agree. I would agree. We missed on that yeah, one. Yeah, well, you were young. Yes, we were. You were just young. Do you have any eligibility left? Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in yeah. multiple sports. Let's talk yeah. when we're, we're off the air. We will yeah. talk. We will talk but. He's got uh, eligibility for an NIL contract. Basically. <laughs> oh, <laughs> name, talk, image, likeness. Let's talk NIL. Wow. Okay, has that wow. presented itself with uh, you guys yet? And let's just say, let's say I approach you. I'd like uh, JTV on all the warm-ups for men's and women's basketball teams. Start the conversation. I mean, because this is happening all over the place. It, it is $50,000 check made out to Ryan Cotting and John Williams. We'll, we'll split that. No, it is. I mean, yeah. the money that's involved now at the higher levels, but it certainly is filtering down. You know, one of the first student athletes to be involved in the NIL was a young lady up at Aquinas College yes. in Grand Rapids, volleyball player. And so, um, yeah, she was able to sign a contract. I don't know the details, but uh, I'm concerned about the direction that, that yeah. that's going and the business that it's become. Um, yeah, essentially, you know, kids are getting millions of dollars before they step on the, before they step on the court field. Yeah, so it is interesting. So, it is. So fifty grand. Okay, well, we'll, we'll negotiate. I'm not saying that may not go up. I mean, yeah. Ron Griffin may want to negotiate a <laughs> yeah. higher contract for. Well, we'll three. see. We'll see. We'll take a look. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining yeah. us, and look yeah. forward to uh, seeing you over the summer and uh, seeing your teams next year. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Ryan Cottingham and John Williams from Spring Arbor University. We'll be right back after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. The Center for Family Health is reminding you to get active and get outside. The days are getting warmer, which means it's a great time to get outside and get active. Did you know that exercising outdoors increases vitamin D production, which helps improve your mood, boost our immune system, and more? Whether it's a stroll in the park, a round of golf on the course, or an hour in the garden, getting active does your body a lot of good. Be sure to enjoy these beautiful days. Go out and get active today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. Next on the morning show, we have the event director of the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers event, Jan Gansel. Hi, Jan. Hi, Bart. Good to see you. Good to see you. And Jan actually brought this event to Jackson how many years ago? This will be our sixth year. 
Wow. So yeah, it's been going going strong for six years, and uh, I got no 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 doubts it'll continue. Yeah. Talk about the uh, the Tunnel to Towers mission and and why that is is so important to you. Sure. So the the mission started on September 11, 2001, or shortly thereafter, after a specific firefighter named Stephen Siller uh, lost his life that day. He had gotten off duty, uh, was on his way home, and when the towers were attacked, he decided he needed to go back in. Went to a station, grabbed his gear, got to Brooklyn. The tunnels were closed due to security reasons. He put his fire gear on, ran through the tunnels, ended up in Manhattan catching up with his crew. And when the towers came down, he lost his life, uh, along with 404 other first responders, 3,000 American citizens and such. The family took this tragedy and turned it into something special to remember the sacrifices made that day by the first responders and by the military service people that, that came in as a result. And they started with a 5K in hopes to raise money to take care of these people, pay off mortgages, build smart homes. And that mission has continued for 20 years and has now expanded to over 80 events nationwide. It's amazing. And, and last year, uh, over 120 mortgage-free homes delivered. That is yeah. uh, amazing. Um, and I know that uh, that's got to make everyone who's a part of it feel pretty good. It, it, it is truly something special. And, and to, uh, to highlight that, we actually had two homes here in, in Michigan, nice. two local mid-Michigan uh, connections that were taken care of. Uh, Deputy Ryan Proxmire out of uh, Kalamazoo County was shot and killed last year in August. Uh, Thanksgiving, we paid off his family mortgage. That's awesome. Um, Chad Dermeyer, former mm -hmm. uh, Jackson City Police officer who went to Virginia State Police, he was killed in the line of duty, left behind a family. Last mm -hmm. year at Thanksgiving, we paid off his family mortgage. So two Jackson area connections that uh, we're gonna be highlighting at our event this yeah, year. Yeah, I remember that story with Chad and Virginia um, yeah, years ago, it's amazing. Yeah, it's but, wow, how cool to be able to do that for those families. Yes, it is, it's, a, it's an honor to play a part in that, um, but, and, and I'm glad that we are able to bring that home to Michigan too. So the next one is this Saturday. This Saturday, eight o'clock, uh, we're gonna open up our registration tent, uh, nine o'clock, hopefully kick things off, and uh, memorial ceremony, and uh, have a great day. Jan's with the Blackman Leone Department of Public Safety, so you know how much uh, that firefighting gear weighs yes. that Stephen ran through the streets of New York with. How, yeah. how much? Is uh, on average, probably about 65 to 75 pounds of gear that wow. you're, you're strapping on. You're, you're carrying another person on you at some point. And, uh, you know, and these guys uh, are out there doing this day in, day out. And, and you think about some of these bigger cities, especially mm -hmm. New York City, I mean, they're doing this 50 times a day, yeah. you know, climbing 110 stories, wearing those, those gear. And uh, so for us to be able to commemorate that with a simple, mm -hmm. by standard, uh, yeah. three-mile walk or, or run, yeah. it's, it's quite something. And these guys really, they, they, they deserve our respect and they, um, you know, we want to honor their, their work and their efforts. And, and this is just a small way to do it. Rarely. You do have some firefighters that run with full gear, mm -hmm. and uh, what's the, the DJ from Pro DJs? He's, he dresses up in full. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We'll get uh, fire 50, 60 on average uh, yeah. firefighters, police officers putting their gear on and, and participating in this event. If uh, the community wants to donate or support, how uh, how can they do that? I'm glad you asked. It's uh, t2trun.org. Uh, you can go there and register for our event or oh, any event across the country. And there are going to be links at that site to uh, donate either uh, directly to a team member or to the foundation. And I need to add 95 cents out of every dollar 
actually goes to our fundraising or mm -hmm. programs. We don't take administrative costs out of yeah, that. That's, that's awesome. It's not very many foundations can say that. We're no. proud to do that. No, that is that is amazing. You, uh, you guys definitely uh, uh, push push the dollar as far as it can go with those donations. And Absolutely, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. So it's again, it's uh, this Saturday. Yeah. Hopefully it's a beautiful day for it. I'm, we're hoping the weather holds out. Yeah. You know, we've had uh, good luck every year. So. Yeah. You're well on your way to uh, your goal already on this year's Yes, line. yes. So, uh, you know, we, we set a, a goal of $25,000 and, uh, and the website reflects 23000 right now, but I can tell you that another $2,500 worth of donations have come in since that was updated. So we've actually exceeded our goal this year. Uh, but there's always room for more. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, participation by first responders. And the further we get away from 9-11, the, the harder it is to, to keep that, uh, the memory alive of, yes. of that, that tragedy. Think about kids in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, we lived through this, mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, it's, a, it's just in the history books for them. One of our mottos is to never forget. You know, yeah. and that's why we do this. And, and an interesting thing, if I can add on to it, is we have high school students that are participating in fire and EMS program that, like you just said, were not alive when it happened. We've got teachers that were their age when it happened. But we've got a, a group of high school seniors this year, both involved in fire and police through the Career Center, that have been uh, exceptional leaders, been nominated by their peers and their, and their teachers. And we're going to be recognizing those efforts this year. Right. Because if we don't tell a story, if we don't teach these kids, it's, it's going to get forgotten. Yeah. And these are going to be the future heroes keeping that alive. So we're excited to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for your service. Oh. It's, uh, it's a full-time job, uh, <laughs> really, yeah. the, the work you do year-round. Yeah. Uh, on this event and all the, the other associated events mm -hmm. that support this, it uh, it's I can tell it's I know it's a labor of love. It is. It truly is. I born and raised in New York. Uh, unfortunately, that I know several people that were lost on September 11th, and other people that were directly connected. So, it's a, it is a labor of love. It's a mission to me now, and and uh, I'm I'm thrilled to do it. Good. Thanks for doing it. Thanks Thank for you. your service. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Jan Gansel with the Tunnel to Towers this Saturday. We'll see you at the Cascades. Thanks so much. Thanks. Uh, more of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Saturday, May 21st, the Bark and Brew is happening and it's at the American One Event Center. On your birthday. On my birthday. Yep. I'll probably go on my birthday and bring my dogs <laughs> and uh, have some, some of the beer tastings, mm -hmm. maybe enter the dog talent show. Yeah. And uh, if I'm lucky, maybe I'll enter the Face Only a Mother Could Love contest. Oh. How about that? <laughs> All that is happening this Saturday. Tickets online, or you can buy them at the door, and it's presented by Tech. Joining us now from the Region 2 Area Agency on Aging is CEO Julie Weatherby and Assistant Director Carol Lorenz Goings. Nice to see you. Nice to be here. Welcome back. And, well, I guess... Uh, Happy um, annual celebration time. 
Yes. Every year in May, we celebrate the agency. This year, we've been in existence for 48 years. Wow. And we have, um, you know, bylaw requirements that we have an annual meeting. And that's where our board elects their new officers for the next year. And then we also combine that with an, a celebration the next day, and that's happening tomorrow. And, and this year, it's part of our celebration is a groundbreaking for our new building. So that's exciting. So uh, new building, where is the new building? Mm -hmm. Well, it, for those of you that know, we're in the village of Brooklyn at 102 North Main Street, and we are building right across the street, right across Chicago Street, where Dr. Cole's office used to be. And so that's going to be the location. Nice. That's exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> Do you know they're in a building that used to be a department store? Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it used no. to be a department store and a bank, and part of it used to be a, a health store. So, so this will be nice. So this will uh, allow for probably some improved services. Correct. Yeah. So we have... Um, you know, the number of older adults in our counties, and we serve Jackson Hillsdale and Lanaway counties, has, is increasing, and the need for services is increasing. When I started at the agency, we had 25 staff members. Now we have 72. Wow. And so the need for the building was evident, and our board went through a whole process of, for the last two years of, you know, we hired an architectural firm to take us through the process of evaluating our existing space, building a new space, finding a space, all those sorts of things. So it's been a fun, fun time, and um, now we've they, the board has made the decision to build. You guys recently celebrated Nursing uh, Week, and you guys have like 12 RNs you work with which is amazing. Talk a little bit about some of the services that you, you guys provide. Sure. Um, we have a big mission of ours is to help people age and stay in place wherever that might be in the community, in their homes. So um, we have many professionals, nurses, social workers, obviously we have a finance team, mm -hmm. all, all kinds of different folks at our agency, great staff, and um, the role of the, the nurses and social workers many times are to assess people in the community and offer supportive services around what they need to live there. Um, we have other programs also like classes or our Medicare and Medicaid assistance program, our assistive technology program, many professionals that mm -hmm. just try to help people stay in the community where they want to be. Yeah. Aging or not, life is confusing and a lot of the things that you get are hard to understand and qualify for, so um, it's, it's a big help you guys provide. Yes, you know, part of our job is just helping folks sort through those resources and yeah. find out what's best for them. Well, with 72 people, I know you've been pressed on space. In fact, you told me that um, you've got a lot of work from homers anyway, mm -hmm. so this will certainly help. With the groundbreaking and the celebration, uh, will there be like hot dogs or uh, <laughs> lemonade maybe? <laughs> well, we're going to have some lemonade and, and some um, cookies and and just really celebrate, you know, this historic decision by our board of directors. You know, the, the new building will serve older adults for many, many years to come. Yeah. So it's not just not about today, it's about the future. Yeah, how exciting coming out of, well, coming out of COVID really, able to pivot to handle all of your clients and then mm -hmm. get, a, get a new building at kind of at the end of it. That's really an amazing story. Yeah. What's the, uh, the timeline for uh, the building and construction? Well, it's, it, we're planning you know, our groundbreakings tomorrow, and then um, construction's gonna start the first week of June. We're hoping that it will be complete by the end of April, 
and but we're you know prepared for those little construction faux pas mm -hmm. that might happen along the way so I'm hoping by May next year we're talking about a uh, grand opening. Oh wow. That'd be great. You know, the challenges of uh, building are hampered, of course, with the supply chain and the costs and mm -hmm. COVID and mm -hmm. all of those. So yeah, anybody who undertakes a project <laughs> like this at this time. Yeah, but it has yeah. to, you know, they have projects still have to be done, got to move on mm -hmm. and keep, keep going, so. A lot of volunteers also um, help with your agency's mission. How many do you have on your roster? Um, I'm not sure the exact number right now, but there is a, a bigger volunteer base now since COVID. We started something called a friendly reassurance um, check-in. We have people that do phone check-ins. They're trained volunteers that way. That's a whole pool of people. I can't tell you the exact number, but then also we have trained volunteers for our, I mentioned that Medicare and Medicaid mm -hmm. assistance program. So there's there's a good chunk of volunteers these days. We do have a volunteer coordinator at our agency who coordinates um, that work, so. And you're always looking for new volunteers. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, reach out to us anytime if there's somebody that would like to help out. You know, we have a lot of different, you know, the, the items Kara mentioned, but there's, you know, other things like helping with mailings and all sorts of things. Yes. Yeah. How about, yes. uh, you know, folks who have maybe retired from a certain career, um, healthcare? would be one yes. that would be good but yep. uh, you guys have like I said the finance department mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, just a lot of help that you guys are providing yeah one of our great volunteers right now is um, her name's Marge and she's a consumers energy retiree and she's taken on a role at the state level for us in a senior advisory capacity so mm -hmm. they I saw someone last week that really thanked me for her work so we're always looking for volunteers that are interested in giving back in the community yeah, and your location, I know you're, it's important to stay in Brooklyn. Uh, that's very central location to the actual region, too. Mm -hmm. right. Lenaway, uh, Hillsdale, and Jackson counties. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and we have staff that work, come from all of those three counties and even outside of those counties. So it really is a central location, and, and most of them enjoy working there. We still do have the hybrid model where some are working remotely but we've started to call people more back into the building because seniors are getting out and they like to come see us in person. Mm -hmm. So they're coming to the office. So mm -hmm. we're excited to see them. Uh, a lot of seniors are uh, struggling with the, the pandemic and uh, navigating all the opportunities and resources available, but at the same time hampered with uh, not being um, able to use uh, or have access to technology. And you're also able to help with technology because yes. that's a big demand on, mm -hmm. on for seniors, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mentioned that assistive technology um, person we have at our agency. We can ha send somebody in to look at technology needs that way, even in the people's homes. Um, so that's something we have. And also lately with the pandemic, I mean, we're going kind of back and forth right now, but with our classes that we offer, we. Um, have transitioned those to a virtual model and then we have staff that will really work closely if someone's struggling with getting on Zoom or mm -hmm. something like that. They're kind of behind the scenes during the class trying to help people get on those sorts of things. So we have a lot of help that way and you mentioned the volunteers. If anybody wants to volunteer in that area too, um, it's always a, a good thing to help us with. Middle schoolers. They're yeah. Really yeah. 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 They're great at it, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Thanks for coming in and uh, congratulations on your anniversary and uh, your celebration and groundbreaking. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can stop by uh, right in downtown Brooklyn on Main Street at 1030 Friday morning to uh, be part of the celebration and groundbreaking. From Region 2 Area Agency on Aging, CEO Julie Weatherby and Assistant Director Kara Lorenz Goings. The morning show continues in just a moment. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show. There is so much going on, so get your pencil ready. Chamber golf outing Monday, May 23rd. First cruise in in concert downtown Friday, May 27th. And then we'll have the Selby track meet, which will be Tuesday, May 31st. So a lot going on, a lot going on. This uh, weekend, the graduation ceremonies begin at Jackson County Schools, uh, starting Friday night, the first of them, and then they continue for the next uh, three weeks. So we want to wish congratulations to all members of the class of 2022. Well, you know, uh, one of my favorite places to go is McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> I'm loving it. And yesterday, McDonald's announced the uh, first new McFlurry flavor of the year, the Chocolatey Pretzel McFlurry. Mm. It'll be available starting May 25th. Each McFlurry is made with McDonald's creamy vanilla soft serve mixed with chocolate-covered pretzel bits and topped with a rich caramel swirl, the perfect combination of salty and sweet. And I am one of the people that would get a, uh, a milkshake or a McFlurry and fries, mm-hmm. salty and sweet. Very, sweet very tasty. Yep. Very Even tasty. dip the fries in the McFlurry. Very, very tasty. Yeah. That sounds good. As my daughter and her friends would say, that looks like it slaps. <laughs> I have another McDonald's story for you. Okay, go. All right. Uh, Don Gorski has marked a milestone this week in unadventurous eating that may never be equaled. Uh, He visited his McDonald's in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, marking 50 years of eating Big Macs every single day. Mm. He had a Big Mac every single day for 50 years. He only missed eight days. One, his mother died one day. He didn't go to McDonald's and things like that. Snowstorm, the restaurant was closed. So can you imagine 50 years uh, You like Big what Mac you like? Mm-hmm. Delicious. I'd get sick of them. I'm surprised that the gentleman didn't get sick of those. I, I would do it. Maybe. <laughs> we should. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds very good. Um, and again, the Bark, bark and Bruce this weekend. I, I'm right. highly considering that. Well, it's your birthday. You've got a lot of things. I know demands on your time for... Uh, for your birthday, what, what actually are you going to do? I am... 40. Uh, it's for 40, right? Yeah, so I will uh, begin the day coaching youth soccer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to play golf with uh, three friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, I don't know. That's it. It's huh. <laughs> probably it. Not, nothing crazy. I'm going to celebrate next weekend um, on someone else's tab at a big <laughs> wedding. <laughs> at the wedding. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, looking forward to that. So 40. Wow. Yeah, my wife and I both turning 40 this year, so we're just uh, we're just dealing oh, with it. Oh, yeah, that's she right. Had Big 40. 40. Yeah. Uh, when I turned 40, you were 15. Do you remember the party you and your brother and mom threw? I don't there? remember it being a big deal. It wasn't. I don't know why you make such a big deal about you turning 40. I mean, it's like the, the world stopping because Andy's turning 40. <laughs> oh, I'm having a hard time with it. 
You, you, yesterday you got a uh, birthday haircut? I did. Yeah. I did, and I'm going to look at sports cars. I'm serious. I'm going <laughs> to... I might. Well, I, you know, I was with Nick Fuller the other day, and he had his Viper out, and I thought, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm about to turn 40. I, I think I could use a Viper. But no, uh, I'm just, just doing uh, normal things, middle-aged things. Uh, you're going to have to buy some uh, white New Balance. Oh, yeah. Those are coming out. <laughs> My dad whites. I can't wait. So Happy birthday. Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for today. Uh, later on on JTV, Elmer Hitt, Melanie Ducanel, Tanika Smith, Jesse Yeager, Matt Candle, and Rick Walton all lined up for this afternoon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then.